Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hello, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. It is normally my job to speak with inspirational founders, thought leaders, CEOs, and other world-class performers to tease out their mindset, habits, routines, and more. Now, today is going to be a solo episode, and I'm excited to be bringing this solo episode to life because even though I am recording this a little bit prematurely, I love to use my birthday every year as an opportunity to really reset, refocus, reprioritize, and really reflect on what my key lessons have been over the past 12 months. And this is a process that I love to take myself through every year. And my oh my, has this year been the biggest year of growth for me. I feel like from how I felt and who I was around my 36th birthday to how I feel approaching my 37th birthday is like oceans apart. And this is why I truly feel like this journey of growth and expansion and evolution is something that really continues to unfold over the course of our lifetime. And the more I grow, the more I learn, the more I expand, and it really never does stop. And so every time I have felt like I'm so good now, I've learned all the lessons, it's like, but wait, there's more. There's a whole other level (laughs) that has yet to be uncovered, and that is the beauty of it. So it's really learning to fall in love with the process of growth and expansion over the course of each and every year. And so it is my birthday or it was my birthday by the time this episode comes out on the 1st of October. 0110 is my birthday and I am recording this a little bit prematurely. As I said, it's a few weeks out still, but I have been contemplating so much in this year. So much has shifted, so much has evolved, so much has changed. And so I feel like even though I'm not quite recording this on my birthday, I feel very well placed to be in a position where I can really talk about what my key lessons have been over this past year. And so I'm going to be sharing those seven life lessons I have learned by 37 in today's episode. Now, before we get started, you guys know the drill. If you love this episode. And if there's something that really you take away from this episode, I would love if you could take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this episode. It truly means the world to me. And it really does help the show to grow and ensures that we're reaching the right audiences and creating an impact with people that really resonate and learn so much as a result of just being plugged into this podcast. And I so appreciate each and every one of you. I have the most incredible podcast community and I love hearing from you guys around what you're learning, what you're loving, what you're getting inspired by, and the action that you take from 
these podcast episodes is something that will never be lost on me. So I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. And if you have already left a review and a rating, thank you from the bottom of my heart. That means more to me than you know. So without further ado, let's get stuck into this solo episode on seven life lessons I've learned by 37. So The number one lesson, and this is by no surprise, is that routines will provide a solid foundation throughout every chapter of your life. Now, I know what you're probably thinking, Lara, you talk about routines all the time. This is nothing new. That is true. However, this year, I learned the power of routines even more because I was faced with my own set of challenges when I had a foot injury and I actually had multiple stress fractures in my foot that was caused by a multitude of different things. One of it is just the mechanics of my feet (laughs) as it turns out, but then combined with that and doing um, intensive exercise, running uphill, like under pressure, my foot cracked essentially. And so I went through this period earlier in the year where I could not do my routine in the normal way that I would. And so as an example, I could not go to the gym. I could not even walk. I was in a moon boot. I was not allowed to go for a walk. And there was a period for a couple of weeks where I could barely do any kind of exercise at all. And as a result of that, I felt really thrown off my game. And I'm someone who lives and breathes routines and consistency. And for the first time, I felt incredibly restricted in that a huge part of my morning routine, which is movement, was something that I could not do. Physically, I was not allowed to do that part of my routine. And there was a period for, I'm going to say about two to three weeks then, that I felt really off my game. And mentally, this took such a big toll on how I felt. And it had this almost like a spiral effect where I just didn't feel like my best self. And I felt like because of the physical challenges that a big part of my routine just kind of fell off out of the window and I started to not feel great and I started to feel mentally not in a great place, which is something that, you know, fortunately I've not had to experience a lot of in my life. I've done a lot of mindset work and I really choose to pursue that in my life, that's just my personal choice and how I've gone about dealing with things. But I realized that when this pivotal part of my routine fell over and I couldn't even so much as go for a walk outside, that I could feel myself slipping in terms of how I was feeling about myself and how I was just feeling about life and how frustrated I was feeling. And I could feel myself getting really upset and really disappointed and frankly, a little bit depressed. And I know this is all relative and I know that everyone has got their own sets of challenges in life. But the point of this is that 
through that experience and seeing my routine kind of falter a little bit throughout that period made me appreciate the power of routines even more. And why I really live and breathe this is because no matter what, I always come back to routines to provide me with a solid foundation for me to work on my mind, my body, and my spirit. And it is so imperative and so important to my mental health, to my physical health, and to how I feel in my soul, how I feel in my spirit, how I feel in terms of my daily experience of life. So much of that fundamentally comes back down to my routine. And so what I had to do was really course correct and be like, right, there's so much I can't do right now, but what can I do? And even if there's just 10 minutes of a weight-free upper body workout that I can find on YouTube, like, let me just do that. And just those 10 minutes just instantly uplifted me and instantly made me feel so much more solid and, um, you know, gave me that hit of dopamine that I was so desperately lacking at that point in my life. And the reason I wanted to put this as the number one lesson, these are not in any particular order, mind you, but it was the first one that came to mind because I really do live and breathe and teach routines. I've got a program called Boss Routines. Some of you have gone through that program and have learned so much in terms of like the power of harnessing elite level routines in your life. And this is why this is such a foundational part of my world and what I teach is because throughout adversity, throughout challenges, throughout disruption, in our life, if we can always come back to some kind of routine and follow that series of predictable steps to really touch on our mind, our body, our spirit first thing in the morning, it really does set us up for so much success. And it is sometimes the thing that falls the first when things get hard or when we're going through a period of change or disruption in our life, a routine is often the first thing that can falter. But I've learned through firsthand experience that is is the most important thing that we maintain throughout those periods of adversity and change. Because whilst there may be so much you cannot control, coming back to your routine and having those things that you can do, even if it's a restricted version of it is better than nothing at all. And I really, really, really got that this year. So the first lesson is that routines will provide a solid foundation throughout every facet and every chapter in your life. The second lesson that I've really learned (laughs) in this past year is that your potentiality in terms of how far and how high you can go, how high you can reach really depends on your ability to hold duality within your body. And so what I mean by that is if we desire a certain level of success in our life and we want a certain level of achievement and accolades and joy and happiness and fulfillment, How much of that we actually get to experience is dependent on how much we are able to hold the flip side of all of those emotions, meaning the sadness, the the frustration, the difficulty, the pain, the judgment. How much can we hold the flip side of all of that is going to determine how high and far, how far we can go. Because what I have learned for sure is that 
we cannot have the incredible success and the joy without being able to hold the flip side of it. And so when you think about someone as an example, I'm going to use the Kardashians just because I feel like they're a really obvious example to me in this particular setting and everyone knows who they are. They have been able to hold so much success over decades and so hold so much fame because they can actually hold the flip side. They can actually handle the flip side of getting all the hate, getting all the negative feedback, getting all the shame, getting all the people that are out to get them. Like they can actually hold that. It doesn't mean that it's easy, but it means that they have the ability to hold that which means they get to enjoy the flip side of it, which is the fame, which is the success, which is the money, which is the opportunities, which is, you know, all of the things that really come with the the empire that they have built. And so when it comes to your own personal life and your own personal circumstances, how much of the flip side are you willing and able to hold in your body in order to be able to achieve that certain level of success? And for me, I've learned this in a really big way that I was really avoiding certain emotions in my life. And in avoiding those emotions, it was actually hindering my growth. And so I had to really feel those more difficult emotions in order to really open up that next level for myself. And so that is what I is referred to as duality because life is duality. There is no upside without a downside. There's always like a flip side to everything. And how much are you willing and able to hold the downside? Because if we all just want the good side and the easy part, well, we actually can't achieve that without being willing to hold the, the flip side of that. So how much you can grow in life is really dependent on your ability to hold that duality in your body. And this has been a huge, huge felt experience and lesson for me in this past year. The third life lesson I've learned by 37 is that energy is an invisible but one of the most powerful forces. And this may sound a little woo-woo to some, but more and more as I have started to understand the power of energetics and embodiment in my life, the more I know the truth in this is that everything is energy. Whether you choose to believe it or see it or not, it's there, it's real. And whether you create certain experiences for yourself or are a match for certain experiences in your life really depends on your energetics, how magnetizing you are, what you attract, how you feel, whether how you feel and think on the inside is actually aligned to how you present yourself on the outside? Is there an alignment there or are you trying to portray yourself to be something that you are not? Because sometimes we can look at something and we're like, this all looks well and good on the outside, but something about the feeling of it feels off to me. And that's usually because there's a misalignment there in terms of the energetics of that 
particular thing. And so I actually worked with a coach earlier this year. Some of you may know her because she came on my podcast, Kate Blake. If you didn't listen to the episode, you can go back and listen to that. But what I really learned through the work that I did, very intensive work that I did with Kate, I did two rounds of 40 days of intensive coaching with her, was around energetics, how I felt in my body and how I felt in my body really learning to trust that instinct and that intuition and no longer intellectually overriding myself, which is something that I often used to do. It's like I can feel in my body, I'm really excited, I'm getting all the tingles, I'm getting like all the right feelings, but intellectually I'm overriding it because something else seems like a better decision on paper. And so really learning to lean into this concept of energetics and embodiment has been huge for me and has allowed me to really hold my, stretch my capacity to hold more, which really ties into that piece on point two, which is how much you grow in life depends on your ability to hold more. Energetics and embodiment is really like the thing that has allowed me to stretch my capacity to hold more. So whether we believe it or not, energy is and remains an invisible but powerful force in all of our lives. I want you to own your ambition, get the right support, and learn how to level up your life. But how do you harness that ambition, find the right support, and learn how to level up without the overwhelm, having to do it all alone and with limited bandwidth? Introducing the Uplevel Experience. My community of women owning their power, doing life together, and learning how to level up with a combination of live virtual sessions, masterclasses, hot seat coaching, guest speakers, community access, and so much more. Take your personal finances, health, and relationships to the next level. Get exclusive access, resources, and connections. Learn the tools, tactics, and strategies that work for you and experience it whenever and wherever you are. I love seeing the transformation already taking place, like the feedback in this email. It's put a spotlight on the areas where I'm self-sabotaging and also playing small. I'm becoming much more clear on the steps I need to take to get to the level I want to be, but not getting overwhelmed by the steps ahead of me like I would have in the past or this DM I received. The up-level experience has enabled me to step into my personal power and become a high-worth, high-value woman. I've learned to get up and move no matter what. I've been prepared to make big shifts in my life, which I previously would have felt overwhelmed by. So in love with the energy inside this container. Is it time to invest in yourself and step up a level in life? I want to help you do just that. And that's why as a Boston Hills listener, you'll receive a VIP upgrade on sign up, which includes a 60 minute one-on-one call with yours truly valued at $555. Places are limited. So for more information on how to join, click the link in the episode show notes. It's your time to shine with the up-level experience. The fourth lesson that I've learned by 37, and again, a lot of these lessons are things that I've known before, but I felt the embodiment of it or I felt it more deeply in this past year. And the fourth lesson is that you can create the most extraordinary relationships 
when you start taking full responsibility for who you are and how you show up. Because this is the thing I've learned that in my life and the previous version of me would have been so easy to blame someone else for something, blame someone else for not having done something, not having taken responsibility, not having shown up a certain way, not having done something in the exact way that I expected them to do it. And here's what I've learned is that rather than focusing all of that energy on what other people should and shouldn't be doing, I could simply just change myself. And I could actually just take so much responsibility for how I show up in the relationship. And I determine the terms of what I'm willing and not willing to accept. And so a lot of my relationships have really shifted in this past year, mostly for the better. And then there's been a couple of occasions where people have not been willing to meet me where I'm at and that's perfectly okay. And I've learned to accept that, that not everyone is ready or willing to take that responsibility for themselves and they're just not able to meet me where I'm at right now and that's okay. So I've really learned to express how I feel and what I want and the terms of my relationships. And a lot of the times it's been done through, you know, high level communication and conversations with a lot of integrity and a lot of emotional intelligence work. And some of them have been done through my energetics. It's like without even having to speak the words, people can feel that my boundaries have changed or people can feel that I'm taking up more space in my life and that my standards have increased and my standards have elevated. And this is why I love containers like the Up Level Experience, which is my signature membership program, whereby just being connected in this way changes the way that we start to show up and raises the bar in terms of our standards. And we start to have a different elevation and a different experience of our life because our standards have increased and our boundaries have strengthened and we start to communicate in a more emotionally intelligent way. And you start to realize that the entire dynamics of your relationships and the entire experience of your life starts to shift and change. And so I've really learned to lean into this personal leadership and personal responsibility piece. And rather than focusing my energy so much on what someone did or didn't do for me, I learned to do that for myself and I learned to communicate with other people what my expectations were and what I needed from them and and what I was hoping for in the relationship and giving them an opportunity to really step up to the plate And also understand that if they weren't ready to step up to the plate, then they just weren't ready. And that's perfectly okay as well, but that's going to change the dynamic of the relationship. And I'm here and I'm ready. When you are ready, let me know. But these are the terms of the relationship. And so I've really leaned into this in a huge way in this past year in taking up so much responsibility for how I show up and being really focused on my personal accountability and responsibility in these relationships. And as a default, it has changed the dynamic of these relationships for the better. And I've seen so many people close to me 
take more responsibility for how they show up as a result. And this has been a really beautiful thing. And to be able to live a life where I have these really deep, connected, valuable, emotionally intelligent relationships is truly the greatest gift. And I heard Tony Robbins once say this. He said that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. And I understood that on an intellectual level for a long time, but it was only, you know, really in the past year or so that I started to actually understand the embodiment of this and what it actually meant. Because sometimes we hear these quotes and we're like, oh yeah, that sounds, that sounds really good. That, that sort of makes sense. Yeah. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. But in this past year, I've really had the felt experience of that. And that has been extraordinary. So you can create extraordinary relationships when you start shifting the focus from what you expect from others to how you show up and then operating from that place of personal leadership and responsibility. And that has been huge. The fifth lesson I have learned by 37 And again, this is not a new lesson, but it is a lesson that has been deepened and strengthened in this past year. Gratitude is a superpower. Gratitude is a superpower. Gratitude is one of the highest frequencies that exists in this planet because the more you start to live in the frequency of gratitude, the more goodness comes into your life and in fact more goodness pours into your life because you're actually living more from a place of presence and from a place of groundedness and from a place of appreciation where I can be so grateful for everything that I'm experiencing, seeing, feeling right now in this present moment and I can still be desiring more and I can hold both of those things at the same time. And that has been huge. Knowing how to be really grateful for what I have and still strive for more and being able to hold, again, comes back to duality, being able to hold both of those frequencies at the same time. I don't have to choose between I'm either going to be grateful and be completely complacent about my goals and my dreams and my aspirations but also not be so consumed by the future that I'm completely missing the present. And I've actually learned how to master the art because it is an art of holding gratitude and ambition all at the same time and being able to master those frequencies and hold that duality in my body has allowed me to exponentially experience even more goodness, fulfillment, joy, appreciation, love in my life and be able to achieve so much in my year. Like I look back at the last 10 months, nine months of this year and be like, whoa, this has been one hell of a year. (laughs) Like I have achieved a lot. I've done a lot, but I also feel like I've really enjoyed the experience of my life. And I haven't been waiting for the next thing to enjoy now. I haven't been like when I, you know, make that much money, when I have this, when I experience that, then I'll be able to start living my life. It's like, no, I'm living my life now 
and I get to be excited for what's to come as well. And so I've been practicing gratitude for so many years. Those of you who are close to me and connected to me and those of you who have been part of my programs or part of the up-level experience know how much I embody this. It's part of my day-to-day life. I think about gratitude. I journal about gratitude every single day. And the more I do this, the more goodness comes because I'm actually able to hold and operate from that frequency of gratitude. And that has been so, so powerful. So gratitude truly is a superpower. The sixth life lesson that I've learned by 37 is that self-trust is huge. Self-trust is one of the most important attributes that one can hold. And especially as I've gone through some pretty significant career changes this year, self-trust has been the theme of the year. (laughs) My goodness, especially just learning to lean into doing what I've been doing in my business full-time and really shifting from that field of predictability and safety and security to really leaning more into what's possible and how much can I hold the feeling of uncertainty and be like, okay, I understand that this feels uncertain, but also in that uncertainty, I can find greatness. I can tap into something that is going to be so far beyond what I know is predictable. And how much can I hold that frequency of self-trust even when things feel uncertain? And there was a period where I was really ping-ponging between so used to predictability, I'm so used to certainty, I'm so used to safety, to security. This feels very unsafe. This feels very new. This feels very uncertain. But actually knowing to hold that trust and move no matter what. And actually, rather than putting all of that energy into what I, what I, you know, what I couldn't be doing or, or what I should be doing or like ping-ponging between those two things of like, could I do this? Could I not do it? Could I do this? Actually just taking that energy and doing the damn thing. (laughs) Um, And so I've really learned that this self-trust piece has been so huge for me this year in particular, as I made that transition from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. And it has not been the easiest journey. I would be lying if I said, oh yeah, it's so easy and effortless. There's been periods that have been easy and effortless and there's been periods that have been terrifying for me. And just learning to trust myself has been such a big thing that I have had to constantly strengthen and constantly lean back into and actually learning to silence my mind and being like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm good. No, I'm always going to be good no matter what. I'm going to be okay no matter what. And when I learn to trust myself, the most extraordinary things happen. And that's just the way that it goes. It's like something comes out of the woodwork, something that doesn't even make any logical sense happens. Like this is what I get to tap into and it's better than I could have even imagined. And so when I learn to let go of like, I've got to control everything every five seconds, to hmm, do I trust myself to just like let go and see 
where this lands, something spectacular tends to happen. And it's not easy. (laughs) I'm not saying that this is easy, but it's been a huge lesson that I have learned in this past year to really trust myself and that when I trust myself, I can really grow and expand and incredible, miraculous things tend to happen. The seventh life lesson that I've learned by 37 is that life really is such a masterpiece. Life really is a masterpiece. And when you lean into this concept that life gets to be heaven on earth, if I make it so, if I choose to make this the most incredible, beautiful, magnificent experience it gets to be that and even when I go through hard things I know in my body I know in my bones that those hard things are there to serve me and allow me to grow to the next level and I cannot graduate and get to the next level until I got the lesson and so thank you for the lesson like appreciation for the lesson and knowing that even in those more challenging times I still get to choose the fact that my life is a masterpiece. I still get to choose living my life in a state of awe, in a state of wonder, in a state of magnetism, in a state of gratitude, appreciation, goodness, like joy. I get to choose these things every day. And I profoundly believe that my experience of life is so fulfilling because I truly believe that my life is a masterpiece and I truly believe that I'm the creator of my life. I'm the creator of my own experiences. And whilst not everything is in my control, I do trust that when things happen to me, they're actually happening for me as a lesson, as an opportunity to grow and evolve. And so I can be so grateful for it. Even the more difficult things is all designed to bring me back more into alignment, more back to my truth, more back into my authenticity of who I really am and what I'm meant to be doing. And I get to experience this joy and this excitement for the future, for the goals, for my business, for the things that I'm creating, for the clients that I get to work with, like all the extraordinary things that are unfolding. And I get to like really be in the present and really like walk through the gardens and like really look around me and like notice the trees and notice the beauty of the flowers and notice the cloud formation and notice the feeling of the sun on my skin and like living with so much presence and really romanticizing my life, you know, treating myself like I'm an absolute freaking queen (laughs) and treating yourself like you are a king or a queen or however you want to identify yourself, you know, you get to be so good to yourself because you just get to. You don't need a reason. You don't need a justification. You don't need to have achieved something in order to be kind to yourself. You get to be so good to yourself and knowing that when you're so good to yourself and you treat yourself as good as you would treat your best friend, your someone that you look up to, someone that is a role model for you, someone that you idolize. It's like, I actually get to treat myself with that same level of love and respect and kindness and compassion. And I'm, I'm going to roll out the stops for myself and I'm going to 
you know, make my experience of life so much more enjoyable. I'm going to buy myself a beautiful bunch of flowers just because I can, just because I want to, just because I deserve it. I buy other people bunches of flowers. Why would I not do the same for me? I get to play beautiful music. I get to light my candle. I get to drink out of the beautiful glassware or the beautiful teacup that I've got at home. I get to give myself the good things in life. I get to wear the beautiful items of clothing that I've purchased for myself. I get to go and treat myself. I get to go and carve out time for myself because I'm worthy and deserving of it. And nothing has changed. We're all worthy and deserving of it. And when we really start to believe this and the people that are closest to me and connected to me and in my world and in my membership program, like they get this because they see the effect that this has when you start to live and breathe this way, the entire experience of your life changes and the entire trajectory of your life changes for the better because you live your life with a different lens of self-love and self-appreciation and seeing the beauty and seeing that you are the creator of your own life rather than a victim to your circumstances. And so life truly is such a masterpiece if we make it so. And I live and die by that. So to summarize, the seven life lessons I've learned by 37 is number one, routines will provide a solid foundation throughout every chapter of your life. Number two is that how much you grow in life will be dependent on how much your ability to hold the duality. Number three is that energy is an invisible but powerful force. Lesson four was that you can create extraordinary relationships when you begin to take so much responsibility for how you are, who you are, how you show up in the world. Number five is that gratitude is a superpower. Number six is that self-trust is one of the most important attributes that we can hold for ourselves. Number seven is that life is truly a masterpiece when you make it so. When you live your life like I'm, I am the main character in my life. I'm the leading lady. I'm the leading man in, you know, this movie. It's like I get to do that. You know, I get to live my life like I'm the most important person in my life because I really am. And when we start treating ourselves with so much love, respect, compassion, empathy, and really lean into this concept of just treating ourselves, treating our life like a masterpiece, it really starts to feel like that. And we start to create a life that feels as good on the inside as it looks as our highlight reel on Instagram does. So I'm going to leave this episode here. Thank you so much for joining me. I sincerely hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I've loved sharing what I've learned over this past year and just continuing to share my journey with all of you. So thank you for being a part of it. I'm so grateful for all of you. Like I said at the start, if you love this episode, please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Lara underscore Necessian underscore. Share this with a friend, family member, colleague, someone in your network who you know would love to listen to this episode. So thank you so much. I appreciate all of you and I will be back in a fortnight's time with another episode of the Boston Hills podcast. Take care, everyone, and bye for now. 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.